Hey, beautiful sunflowers. Hey, my good grand people. And I thank you guys so much for joining me with another episode of Fearfully and Wonderfully Made with Mika J, yours truly. And I am not by myself this week, y'all. I know y'all probably like, I mean, girl, we ain't heard from you forever. I know, I know, I know. And as I always like to say, my life be life. <laughs> but you know, I had to step back in. And with a conversation that I feel will be very beneficial to you guys, especially on your Christian journey. Now, before we actually go ahead and get into it, if you've never heard of Fearfully and Wonderfully Made Ministry, then Fearfully and Wonderfully Made is a outreach ministry that serves as a safe haven for those who are lost and broken and who are searching for their value and their worth. And what better way than to find that value and worth than in Christ? And we do that by way of real life conversations by showing people just how Christ is in the midst of it all. Okay, so if you would like to actually learn more about Fearfully Wonderfully Made or follow, please be sure to go on Facebook. It's at the FWM Ministry. Once again, it's at the FWM Ministry. And you can also follow me on TikTok as well at the FWM Ministry on there as well. And then also be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get so much more. Now, y'all joining me this week is my best friend my sister kayla is back y'all hey y'all and we can't wait to get into this conversation because we decided you know what this is something that needs to be talked about um it's something that can be challenging honestly it's something that can be overwhelming especially when you first start out um with it and we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna dive right into it so we'll see you guys soon people we're back welcome back welcome back <laughs> i'm sorry y'all listen i don't have the giggles <laughs> i've been doing a whole laugh even before we started please do not pay me any attention okay it will subside eventually so what we're talking about today is Dun, 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 Bible study. I know someone just grabbed their chest. Okay, someone's chest just tightened, friend. I felt the vein it popping is. out from their forehead. It was like, oh, no, not this again. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> all I thought about was a person like, huh, okay, Lord, <laughs> you're talking to me, Jesus. I'm going to study your word. I'm going to pick it up. Listen, don't feel bad. We understand I promise you we do because we are Christians on this Christian journey. Okay. I mean, we do not believe in religion, but we believe in relationship. And as we all know, whenever you are in relationship, 
with a person, right? You have to communicate, you have to spend time and you have to get to know. It's the same thing with Christ. If you don't communicate with him, if you don't listen to him, if you don't, you know, spend time with him, if you don't get to know him, learn his likes and his dislikes. And he has a whole manual that tells you about his likes and his dislikes. And it's called the Bible. Right. Which sometimes it feels as though it's so tedious for us to do. Like, man, you talking about the enemy plays with us so hard, y'all, when it comes down to Bible study. Like, hey. how many of y'all start to read the Bible, right? And all of a sudden, like three minutes later, you find yourself scrolling on TikTok laughing. <laughs> <do that>. <laughs> <laughs> my, my hand I'm, is in the air. <laughs> Like, I won't say I've got on TikTok, but like, I've definitely like, you know, can't focus or my mind gets to wandering or all of a sudden this needs to be done and that needs to be done. Yeah. So. I definitely done it. I'm just going to be honest. I've scrolled on Facebook before. It got to the point I got sidetracked and scrolled on Facebook, scrolled on TikTok. I say have been texting folks, knowing good what I'm supposed yeah, to be seeing I have, reading. I have texted folks. So I ain't going to sit here and say that I have not because I have. I'm bad. Like, I get sidetracked real quick. But the whole point is, like, you're not by yourself. Like, no Christian is perfect. If a Christian sitting back telling you that they have not got sidetracked while reading the word of God, we need to pray. Because <laughs> some truth ain't though. Everybody <laughs> has gotten sidetracked with reading the word of God, bro. You are not by yourself. It happens. Whether it's the fact of like, you know, your kids may come up and want to have a conversation with you and you, you're too busy, you know, trying to see what's going on with them. And then all of a sudden you lose track of time or the fact of, you know, you think about something that you had to get take care of or get done around the house. And then all of a sudden you, you find yourself, you know, breaking away from the word of God. And, you know, that's supposed to be your central or your main focus at that moment. So we've all been there. So mm -hmm. no one is perfect. No one's ever going to get it 100% right. But as time, you find yourself being able to focus more and focus more and focus more. And when you and learn how utilize to utilize that do not disturb. Oh, yeah, major. Or I'm throw the phone or far away from you where you yeah. have to get up to get it. This is major face because my do not disturb be on all day. So listen, yours is on <laughs> even when you're not reading the Bible. You don't count in this conversation, okay? Wow, For those of judge. us who actually care about other people, <laughs> I do care about other people. That's the reason why you guys are on the favorite list. I can't help it. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, don't judge me. Get thee behind me, Peter. Anyways, <laughs> all I'm saying is my my do not disturb do be on, but I literally have to like, you know, get into a place, like put my phone over here on the side table-ish thing or whatever I got, and I turn music on. And what helps me is when I'm um when I incorporate certain tools to personally for me when I also get like a notebook I like the doodle so me breaking down like expounding on a chapter and then breaking it down with the verses in and going into it and seeing what God is speaking to me what the Holy Spirit you know is speaking to me about those verses the way he's pouring into me then it helps me be become a little bit more focused so we're going to get into like all of the great tips but we just had to just be honest with y'all let y'all know like it's not an easy thing it, side it's track not, happens. It's it not. does it <laughs> so I guess the first thing we can um 
focus on because we want to break this down to you guys in a way where it's easy to follow, it's relatable, and how it would be very beneficial and helpful to you guys. So, of course, we all know studying the Bible, reading the Word of God, we've all heard it, right? How important it is in our relationship with Christ. But when it comes down to it, it's to know not just what you should do, but why you're doing it. And we are mm-hmm. we are very what, why, and how people over here. Mm-hmm. Okay? I can't stand when a person tell you what to do, but they don't tell you how, how to do it or tell you right. why you're even doing it personally. Exactly. So I guess, friend, before we dive into it, why do you feel like expounding on the word of God in your free time and, and taking notes and, and reading and, and writing and grabbing from the word and studying it overall is so important to you? Um, it's important for a plethora of reasons. One is because like you mentioned, um, how is you going to know what we're supposed to do on this, on this like world if we don't have like instructions and, um, the first time I ever heard anybody say it, I want to say you did like a video or you did like a post and you said the Bible stands for basic instructions for, um, ah, before leaving earth, before leaving earth. Yeah. Thank you. And, um, uh, and I was like, you know what? That is so true because like, it tells you exactly like it tells you like the commandments, it tells you how to live. And then not only that, it shows you examples. Like, you know, I feel like when you know if you're like lukewarm or before you really get to know Christ or anything like that you just kind of have like this idea that Christians are perfect like they do mm-hmm. no wrong like you know they're basically as close to Jesus as you can get and you just feel like you're so far from that like you'll never ever get there but then you start reading right. the Bible you start reading about Samson mm-hmm. who knew he shouldn't have messed with a woman but messed with her anyway you start yeah. reading about David mm-hmm. who you know was an adulterer you read about Moses who was a murderer you read mm-hmm. about like so many of these other characters that Paul Noah he was a drunk right who had human frailty but mm-hmm. was still used by God and yeah. still repented and still you know turn back to God and even the ones that didn't turn back to God you get a lesson out of that because you're like oh okay that happened to them <laughs> okay. I don't want that to happen to me Lord <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I mean, but it, it also puts it in like, you know, it just puts life in a perspective because mm-hmm. the devil, he will try to get to you and make you feel like you're the only one going through this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're nasty, you're disgusting, you're incorrigible, all these other bad mm-hmm. adjectives. Right. And when you read the Bible, you're like, hey, this person went through that. So, OK, I'm I'm not so far left. Like, hey, right. like there's redemption for this person. So yeah. it not only does it like you know, it not only does it tell you, okay, no, you shouldn't do this. No, you shouldn't do that. You're going to get grounded if you do this. But it also is like, hey, like, mm-hmm. here's an example. And then it also kind of prepares you for, for stuff, like, before you even get to it. Right. Like, you know, it tells you, hey, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. You know, yes. like, if God, you know, loves the birds and he takes care of the flowers and the trees, mm-hmm. what makes you think that he, he loves you less than that? Like, put all your trust in him. Like it's not only, you know, like instructions, but it's Mm -hmm. a comfort. It's like, even it, before you can like hear God, like for yourself or like, even before you know what that is, like you can hear God in his word and you can see it because it's in red and the new Testament, depending on what Bible you got or whatever, but like you see what he says. And so Mm -hmm. it's just a comfort really. It is. It is. I mean, I agree with you totally. Just reading the word and seeing how it correlates so much with life, you really do 
hang on the word of it being the basic instructions before leaving earth. Like literally Mm -hmm. every situation that you go through is presented in the Bible. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with. It doesn't matter what circumstances you're facing. It doesn't matter what you stumble across. It doesn't matter what test or trial comes your way. Everything that you deal with in this life is in the Bible. And if you do not believe me, start to read and not just read, but study the word of God for yourself. And that's why it's so important to me is because everything that I'm going through, if I know for a fact that I need help in this area and I've exhausted other uh, possibilities, because as we all know, we get in our flesh and we think that our flesh knows what what's best. We think our flesh can get us through a situation, but when it all boils down to it and we are up against the wall and we have nowhere else to turn you turn to the word of God and you start to realize, you know what? I should have turned to the word of God. I should have turned to God at the beginning and I would not have exhausted myself and I would not have worried and I would not have fretted and I would not have gotten so tired and so weary in this situation because if I would have read the word of God, it would have, I would have read and it would have taught me to cast my cares upon the Lord for he cares for me. And like mm-hmm. friend just mentioned, when it speaks in the book of Matthew is about not worrying about anything. You shouldn't worry about tomorrow. You should only focus on today because God has all your needs. He will take care of everything. He's a provider. So everything that you need is in the word of God. Mm-hmm. And that when it comes down to, you know, being a good steward over anything, also about friendships, also about how you should conduct yourself in marriage, also about how you could, should conduct yourself with your character, um, when it comes down to wisdom, when it comes down to knowledge, when it comes down to treating another, when it comes down to, you know, rebuking another person or reprimanding them, how you should do that out of a means of love and not condemnation, when it mm-hmm. comes down to seeking the Holy Spirit and having a confidence in your life, when it comes down to, oh, a wide range of things even when it come down to preparing you for marriage right like it's it's a great um preparation tool when it comes down to marriage and how you could should conduct yourself as a wife in waiting is what I like to call myself um but how you should conduct yourself as a wife in waiting before marriage even comes about and even when you get into marriage how in Proverbs it talks about like honestly a man would rather be on a tin roof than to deal with a nagging woman. Thanks. It says that. Read it. Of course, I'm paraphrasing, but that's that's basically is what it's saying. And so it's it's teaching you how to conduct yourself. It's teaching mm-hmm. you how to build character. It's teaching you how to not like the things of the world. And if you really want to seek joy, if you really want to seek prosperity, if you really want to seek success, if you really want to seek coming into your potential and being your best self or oh new year new me as we love to say then you can only do that by way of the word of god because it's an instruction manual to help you get there it's the instruction and manual to help you with the pro- like process by process and step by step way of getting to where you're trying to go and just to piggy off of what you just said because what you said triggers something um but i was thinking either earlier today or yesterday one of them days like i've been like real in like my little like sentimental lovely you know place or whatever right and (laughs) don't you judge me but anyway (laughs) anyways i was just thinking i was like you know before i really like got into my word like for real for real like it it took me getting into the word for me to get my healing that i needed and you know if anybody has read my you know read my blog or has listened to me on any other podcast episode like you know I've gone through a lot of like like 
things that has I, I allowed, you know, to delineate my self-worth and my self-love and all these other kinds of things. Yeah. And I thought I was fine. Like, I thought I was really, you know, just doing life, you know, the best way that I could. But then it took me reading the Bible and actually allowing the Bible and God to speak to me through that and to convict me of some things and like show me some things and actually make me, you know, open to hear, you know, like what others had to say to me before I could actually get the healing that I needed. Very so, true. It, it's not just like, you know, there's some some people that like to say, you know, the Bible is like the only book that you read it, it reads you. And that's very true. And it doesn't Thanks. read you in like a, a condemning way. Like it reads you in like a really loving, like, hey, you might want to stop this. Or like, hey, you know, maybe, you know, we should try this approach to something like that. Like it's just, it really like gets into your spirit. Like it talks to your spirit and then that awakens your spirit. You know, if it's like been dulled or tampered with or, you know, whatever the case may be. And it allows you to like actually, you know, start to be like, okay, well, this is what God said about me. Like God said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And and then it allows you to be able to have those open conversations with God. So that way he can actually like do the work in you. But that's just my personal, you know. This is true. Oh, friend, not you been sentimental. Yeah, I've been very sentimental, child. Oh, you been in your feelings? I have. I've been in my feelings for like a good week now. No. Going on two, maybe. But it's I okay mean, I could kind of tell it was something. You've been very chill, but it's okay. I have. I've been chill. I've been like popping up in my feelings every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just randomly. It's a random <laughs> pop up. But you know that you know me. <laughs> you've been exactly. you've been my sister for a while now, okay? You just ignore my soul. And just Basically. You know, when you want to talk, I'm here. I mean, because I'm a I'm a very I need to steal away mm-hmm. type person and, mm-hmm. and allow God to work through me and work on me, which is so funny because with that, I'm such an oxymoron, y'all. I'm such an oxymoron. Because on one end, like I'm such a, you know, isolated, still away, um, very to myself, you know, type person. And very, you know, can be introverted. And then on the other end, I'm very expressive, very communicative. <laughs> like that is true. Very tell you how I feel. So it's so funny <laughs> just like, you know, dealing with me, but like you said though, me exploring the word of God and reading and being reminded of how God feels about me helps me to know like, you know, it's not anything wrong with me. Like God made me the way that he made me. And, you know, you know, pain is what cannot be a determining factor of my character. Mm -hmm. But what God says about me is the determining factor of my character. Mm -hmm. And that's what reading the word of God has definitely helped me to like, pull back the layers and to see okay what traumas are trying to you know dictate my character and what just is you know divine personality that God has given me is you know a part of my character so you have to do the work all of it is through doing the work and you can't do the work without leaving the word out that's like trying to build something but you're not trying to either watch a, a an instruction or a structury video or like read the instructions that come right. with, with assembling a desk or something like how exactly. you're you're about to get frustrated okay the you're about to be aggravated right very going to be all type it's of not as functional as it should be it's not. And then you find yourself like, man, uh, why can't I figure it? 
but you're trying to figure it out on your own when the instructions are literally sitting right there before you. Right. And all you got to do is read them, but you don't read them. Why? Because of pride, because having to lean on instructions and having to be lean on being told or having to lean on someone guiding you. If you are looking from that of a negative in a toxic and an unhealed scope, then you're looking at it as a means of it's something wrong with you when there's not anything wrong with you. We just don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And that's out of a way of pride. You can't, if you can't seek help, it's a problem. Then yes, this is me telling you, you are the drama. I'm just right. going to be honest. The drama and then is also, <laughs> also, you know, like even I used to like believe this, but you know, I never re- really read the Bible. So I don't know how I, I came to this conclusion, but like some people be like, well, the Bible is boring. Like, right. honey, like it's really not like it's if you really, actually, it's so much tea. If, if you actually read it, like you got whole like you know love triangles in here, and uh, you know <laughs> like love relationships that ain't supposed to be happening. You got friendship cords, you got romance in here, you got action. It's all kinds of things. It's just the way that you read it. And then also, I know like one thing that prohibited me for a very long time of reading the Bible is because like when I was in church. It was King James Version and the New King James Version. That was it. And I remember I was telling my aunt one time, and I was like, you know, I would like to read the Bible. I just don't understand it. And she was like, you know, just pray for, you know, comprehension. And I prayed, and, you know, I felt like I got a couple more words than I normally would, but the rest of it was still like, mm, I don't know about this. And, like, I put the Bible back on the shelf and only picked it up, you know, for church. But then, you know, as I got older, I realized there's actually a lot of different translations. So I like to True. read from the New Living Translation. Um, there's the NIV uh, translation, which is, in my opinion, is is more of a modern New King James Version. So if, like, you want to be, like, close to the word, but, like, it still, like, makes sense, I would do the NIV. And there's so many other different translations. So if you don't understand New King James or King James Version, then get you a Bible that you can understand. Yeah, true. I do feel as though New King James Version is a lot more digestible than the King James Version, though. Like, listen, because I have New King James Version, and I it's not as hard for or difficult for me to understand it than the King James. The King James has me in a chokehold. Okay, a straight up chokehold, y'all. <laughs> I have had to read multiple passages, like in multiple times, because I'm sitting over here like, okay, Lord, I'm trying to figure it, like what you're saying, but I'm not getting it. So, of course, you have to like lean on prayer. But so I, I mean, New, New King James Version definitely helps me. Then I have an NLT version. Um. NLT version also it's very lame in terms NLT version is like it's very hey this is what it is when you're dealing with an NLT um version bible but I definitely say like keeping at least like one of the King James versions um with you is very like good as well because of course it's like the original um trans uh, one of the original translations or whatever or the top translation or whatever of the bible but um get one where you can actually understand it because i'm telling you it's so much tea in the bible listen in genesis alone okay it starts out the gate with tea okay like especially when you get down into like abraham's and lot situation like do y'all know that lot's daughters got him drunk and slept with him 
Listen, when I read that, I said, huh? I said, God, I ain't read that right. Yeah, you read it all the way right. <laughs> I was like, uh-uh, that's nasty, Jesus. It was. I said, Jesus, this is how you know we full of sin. Y'all don't believe me? Let's go to scripture. So Genesis, the 19th chapter and the 30th verse in the New King James Version says, Then Lot went up out of Zor and dwelt in the mountains, and his two daughters were with him, for he was afraid to dwell in Zor. And he and his two daughters dwelt in a cave okay meaning they lived in a cave all right now the firstborn said to the younger our father is old and there is no man on the earth to come into us as is the custom of all the earth basically ain't no man to slip with them <laughs> come let us make our father drink wine and we will lie with him lie that's how you know it wasn't from Jesus. Because anytime it's from the Lord where he has placed it together in the word of God, he don't say lie. He say he knew. Okay, but it take you reading the word anyways, that we may preserve the lineage of our father. So they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went in and lay with her father. And he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. So y'all, what in the ancestrous rape is going on? How you going to? Why would you do what made you to do that? And then y'all it gets worse. Cause then after the younger sister do it, the next night the older sister go and lay with the father. And guess what? This one the gym is about to drop. Okay, you ready? You ready? Drink your tea. Because they get pregnant with their babies, right? And guess what? Lineage they produce off their ancestrous nasty behinds. The Moabites, okay. And the Ammonites, because it says, thus the daughters of Lot were with child by their father. The firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. He is the father of the Moabites. What you know about the Moabites? Remember Ruth? She was a Moabite woman. Look at God. <laughs> and the younger, she also bore a son and called his name Benami. He is the father of the people of Ammon on this day. <sighs> Basically. It's it's the sadness, y'all. It's the sadness. And guess what the names derive from? From a Hebrew term. Moab in Hebrew means from our father. What in the nasty? And then Ben Ami <laughs> means in Hebrew, son of my kinsmen. And y'all want to see him say the Bible don't got no tea. It's boring. Yeah. This it, is the okay, this is the really show basically how the sin of Adam and Eve or the disobedience of Adam and Eve really brought sin into the world because mm -hmm. God never intended things like this to be so when you read in it and you start to put things into perspective like Fran said it starts to take you down a good rabbit hole but then you start to put pieces together because like me that was a revelation for me I was just like wow so Lot just wasn't shown up in the bible during his time he was like his lineage was in the like throughout like mm -hmm. his lineage, Lot's lineage has a part in the lineage of Christ. It does. It does. Through Ruth. Because mm -hmm. they had Obed. Mm -hmm. And then Obed had David daddy. Mm -hmm. 
And then David, daddy had David. So wow. And we all know Christ come from David. So you see how the pieces start to spin together. You right. see? Huh, I'm just telling Listen, y'all. Read the word. The first time I read numbers, I was just like, God, what what is the point of this? Girl, honestly. But then it took me reading other chapters of the Bible. I was like, oh. Uh, ta ta ta. Ta ta ta. You begin to, it hit you, it hit you later. It hit you later. Right. It hits but you later. It, you know, it brings you bad. It, it do. It brings you bad. I ain't gonna bad. lie. I was, I, if when the first time I read, I was like, why do I care about the <laughs> 12 brothers of Joseph? I don't care. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and then when it, whenever it started hitting you down the line, when you start learning like what the 12 tribes, and oh, all this I was like, like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Ah, ta ta. You get them Listen, the Bible have you hitting them atatas real quick because I felt the same way whenever like we start reading about generational curses and mm-hmm. like Leviticus, the book of Levit- Leviticus definitely dives deep into generational curses mm-hmm. uh, and let about all of that stuff. But Genesis really show you generational curses coming about because we think that you know. Jacob became a deceiver, you know, from just a small party. No, mm-hmm. it was going all the way bad because even Abraham, and we all know how much God loved Abraham, okay? Even right. Abraham was a deceiver because right. he deceived Abimelech. Girl, for me, it was, listen, <laughs> I was doing Bible study, right? And it was like a little bit of time between doing the Bible study. So we talked about Abraham and, and his life. And then I couldn't remember where we left off at. So I was like, okay, I think we left off here. So then I read about uh, uh, Jacob. And I was like, wait a minute. We just, and I was like, oh, that's the same thing. Lord Jesus bless them. Just. <laughs> I know, right? They they did the same exact thing. It's like the, it's the same exact. Not only Abraham, then Isaac came into play. I said, my God, Abimelech, how many times we gonna fall for this thing? How many times? (laughs) So it just goes to show, though, like how the deception started long before him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's a generation of curse. Abraham, like his granddaddy did it, his daddy did it. Then as we see, his name is Jacob, which is the the heel, him grabbing by the heel, the heel. And he coming out being a master deceiver. So it, it like it just goes to show that the word of God ties so many things in, so many things in, and I mean once you dive into it, you really see how it it plays a part in life, and it starts to open your eyes up, and you be like ah ta ta ta, okay, all right, I see Jesus, I see, I, I see. I mean, and it, it it goes the same with um like even David. We all know David was a wonderful man. Uh, man after God's own heart. That's he was a mess. Heart. He was a mess though. But the reason why he was a man after God's own heart is because he knew how to come back to Christ right. <laughs> from doing his stuff. But as we can see though, one of the main problems and the main issues of David, if you have not read on him, David was a whoremonger. <laughs> all right. David, he had a, a, a strong less problem all right a strong one yeah. strong problem with women and then you see it passes down to his son right solomon right. and love he ain't let's gonna not get on get solomon on solomon had about 700 yes. 700 wives yeah, i just want to know which wife he was writing about <laughs> fact but you know i was just like mm, this, 
I just go south so wrong. But I thought, mm, this is probably where the diseases came from. Because <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. I was in bed like. That's a lot of my, people, Jesus. My Did they believe goodness. in prophylactics back then? <laughs> Did you? Protect <laughs> <Pate> yourself. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know, y'all, it's all funny games. You know, we got to make it funny. When we say, like, you just got to. It's our personalities. Like, God doesn't get rid of your personality, but he uses your personality to reach people. But, I mean, you, you see it passed down, though. Like, it's just, right. just, the, just the way that um, just the way that it is. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just one of those situations where you just got to pay attention and allow the Holy Spirit to show you what's in between, like, what's in the mix of things and what's going on. So, now you know why reading the Word of God is important to us, but let's talk about studying the word of God, right? And why studying the word of God is important. So first of all, what is studying or what is to study? And we know that to study is to devote time and attention to acquiring knowledge on an academic subject, especially by means of books. And as we know, the Bible is a book, a right? Book. Mm-hmm. And then it also says to look closely in order to observe or read. Now, this definition very much so stuck out to me because it was very much so parallel to a scripture that's in the Bible for 2 Timothy, right? And it's going to be 2 Timothy 2, if I'm not mistaken, and 15, but I'm going to start at the 14th verse. And it says, remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers, right? So basically, it's just basically lackadaisical talking. Like when it's in this one, it's talking about being like approved and disapproved workers. And God calls each and every last one of us. We're basically workers in the field is what we're supposed to be. And he tell us that we're supposed to go out in the hedges, the highways, the byways and compel men. Like even when he talks about like, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. As we know, laborers are what? workers okay Mm -hmm. so when we read about the approved and disapproved workers this is what he's telling them remind them of these things charging them before the lord not to strive about words to no profit meaning like uh, let your words mean something let let the very thing that you are producing out to have fruit produced from it right and to the room to the ruin of the hearers like we're not supposed to be just rummaging in, in words that don't mean anything and just giving like those who are out there who are lost just anything but we need to make sure that our words have profit it produces much fruit and it's not a hinderer to the hearers that are out there which are you guys so it says be diligent to present yourself approved to god a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth and then the king james version text is basically saying like study to show thyself approved Mm -hmm. which is what we're supposed to do study the word of god to show yourself approved so that you are a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth meaning what you studying yourself to be approved when a person comes to you and they want to actually get on those deep deep dive philosophical ideological um questions and the historical uh 
viewpoints of the text of the Bible, like with you studying the word and you honestly studying the word and allowing the Holy Spirit to pour into you, right? Then that's when wisdom comes about and God is able to actually pour knowledge into you from what you are reading when you actually lean on the Holy Spirit to Mm -hmm. help you. And how you do that before you start Bible study, you start with prayer and you open up your heart and your mind and you build a an environment in a space exactly please focus <laughs> don't be like us don't you do it <laughs> but focus like friend said put your phone on dnd or whatever mm. you may need invite Throw it God across the room space. if you must please don't break your phone because i'm telling you but well, when i say made is not responsible <laughs> <laughs> well when i say throw it i mean aim for something soft please, where it please will land do. Please see, please. I'm in my room, so when I throw it, it's gonna hit the bed. Fast. So. All I picture somebody going to uh, <laughs> all I picture somebody going to Verizon. Where the lady on fifth and one of the man? Yeah, don't do that. No, no, like, yeah, mm-hmm. don't throw it against like a wall. Put it, put Maybe. it somewhere that's safe and and soft, yes. and then walk away, away. from it. Yes. Like a good distance, where beyond arms reach or feet reach, okay? Exactly. Even if you have to turn it off, like whatever you need to do to yes. get yourself um in that space and then build an atmosphere. I know with Kay and I, we like to turn on worship music. I like mm-hmm. to turn on I worship do that music. sometimes, yeah. And, you know, I can inquire sometimes, but, like, whenever I, like, invite God in, I definitely, like, listen to um, worship music to get myself into a space. And then I start with prayer. And then I start loving on him and reverencing him, which is basically, like, giving him honor where honor is due. And invite him to his space and telling him to open God. I'm, I open up my heart. I do not harden my heart. I incline my ear to be able to hear what the Spirit is speaking to me through your words and allow me to be able to take what you teach me and to apply it to my life mm-hmm. prune me you know come in remove anything that is not like you and allow me to be filled with your word and let me to be not just a hearer not just a reader but a doer right and when you pray that you start studying the word of god choose a book start with a book of the bible and read start okay i'm gonna read the first chapter And I'm going to dissect and break apart the first chapter of Genesis, right? And start reading and seeing what the word of God pours into you. Start studying. Look at the commentaries. Get you a Bible to either have a commentary included or even buy you a separate commentary. Mm-hmm. And allow yourself to take a deep dive in it. But that's what this is meaning to study to show yourself approved. Like, study to show yourself like worthy and, and, and study to show, like, okay, I know this, God. Like, I, I'm not just reading your word, but I'm studying your word. I'm obtaining knowledge from your word. I'm acquiring knowledge from your word. I'm observing and I'm reading it. And I'm also taking a closer look into what it's saying and how mm-hmm. it applies to my life. You're right. So that's one of the reasons why I like that definition. So now we know what studying is. Now we can talk about, you know, some of the reasons of why we should study God's word. Okay. So friend, the first one basically tells us that the word of God is infallible, meaning there is no error in God's word. The law of the Lord is perfect concerning your soul. How do you feel about that statement? I mean, it's true. It is true though. for real it really is true like even if you even if the enemy try to bring doubt in your mind about the word of god like i promise you it's going to be debunked so quick y'all because Mm -hmm. you're going to start to like see things around you 
pointing back to the word of God and just like, you know what? The word of God is true. Cause oh wow, look at how crazy it is going on out here in the world. And then you read revelations and you're like, ah, I was scared for a good little minute of my life to read revelations. I can see that. <laughs> but real, I can't. I can see. I can see you being scared to do that. Listen, y'all, friend is scary. Okay, I am. Oh, she's you know scary. What? You know what? And I thought about this. You know, as I got deeper into my word, you know, like you know, fleeing, you know, trying to break away from demonic mm-hmm. things. I was like, you know what? Was it me being scared, or was I just trying to keep my soul protected? And I just didn't know what that was. Like, you know what? Thanks. Ways to look at things. Ways to look at things. I'm gonna go with the former Alex for three million. Nah, <laughs> nah, buddy, nah. I'm gonna go with what I said. <laughs> I mean, of course you're gonna go with what you said. <laughs> of course you are. But you could be scary on on certain. Listen, the reason why I say you scary is because your behind it be stuff that's not even scary that you be finding scary, and I be like, wait, who's scared of Jurassic Park? You know what? I was like five, okay? Listen, it it didn't take much. Listen, all it really took for me at that age, listen, there was a cartoon I used to watch, (laughs) and it had had a a song that went with it. And I don't know, it was something about the music and the image going together. Listen, scared me at night, every night. I promise you, I would be in my bed, and I would literally hear that song playing. Like, I was like, "Mm mm-mm, this is not okay. Lord but anyway, we're talking about Jesus. All right, Lord, bless the little children. But like you said, <laughs> the word is true. <laughs> and it is perfect. It's definitely concerning. <laughs> so our sidebars be so funny. But anyways, the testimony of the Lord is not only infallible, it is inerrant. Proverbs 35 through 6. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. The purity of his words does not need anything added to it. God warns us not to misrepresent his scripture. So God don't need you to add or take away from his word. And I'm pretty sure if you have not grown up, especially in a Christian household, because I don't know about you, friend. I have heard that a lot. Don't add or take away from the word. strongly growing up okay so now we actually see like why it says that is because we in human flesh we are of error and we trying to put words to the scripture which honestly is being based on the context of opinion when it comes to us anyway and us adding it to the word is taken away from the word and what the word really stands on and the foundation it stands on. Mm-hmm. And you are like, you're ultimately corrupting it. You don't need to do that. That God and call right. us do that. He called you to take the word and for you to apply the word to your life and live it. Okay. He don't need you to add to it. He don't need you to take away from it. He just needs you to present it for what it is. So that's one reason as to why we should study the word of God. Like what better way than to study something that you know for a fact is factual is true. Okay, we can see it being true because we see it in our everyday lives. Second, the word of God is complete. The Bible does not need any new chapters or verses. 
It is all given to us already. Many cults add their own books or commentaries to the Bible. All you need is God's word because it is the holy word of God. It is complete. In Revelation 22, 18 through 19, God give us a warning for I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life. Ooh, God said he going to take that name away. My God, what? From the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. So basically God's word is complete. And a lot of us, especially those out there who's probably saying, well, mm -mm, you can't believe everything because like, I mean, that was written by people. Okay. But that was written by people who was imparted with the Holy spirit of the Lord and Mm -hmm. the Holy spirit gave them the inspiration to write these things. That's the reason why God sent his son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins. And I don't know why we forget Jesus died on the cross for our sins so that we may have new life. And also he did not leave us. He did not abandon us, nor did he forsake us because he loved what? The Holy Spirit. It's Mm -hmm. a keeper. The Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit still resides here with us, right? Mm -hmm. So of course the Holy Spirit has a way of even using us till this day. It, 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 some people prophesy, some people evangelize. So the Holy Spirit works in people through preaching, through being great teachers. However, God uses them and calls them for whatever office that they operate in, God uses them. And he used them by way of the Holy Spirit to carry mm-hmm. those things out. Same thing when it came to um, writing the word of God. So I rather trust someone who wrote something through the Holy Spirit because we know it's from God as opposed to a person out here writing in their flesh and right. you just telling me anything. Thanks. So I might as well believe a book that comes from the most divine, the most Alpha on Omega. It, it, like he's all of it. He created everything. Like, of course, I'm going to believe a book that's written from the creator instead of sitting here believing, you know, words that come from one of the people he created. That don't make no sense. Right. But, you know. <laughs> um, Number three, the word of God is totally authoritative, friend. It said okay. the book of Psalms 119.89 says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. The word of God is the only source for absolute divine authority. This divine authority is for you and me as servants of Jesus Christ. When some say, I have a word from the Lord for you, write it down. And as you study God's word, see if the Lord speaks to you through his scriptures. Only then will you know if the Lord is truly speaking to you. True. So it says when someone say, I have a word for you, you're supposed to write it down. And as you study God's word, you're supposed to see if the Lord speaks to you through his scriptures. Only then mm-hmm. will you know if the Lord is truly speaking to you. So mm-hmm. how do we discern? Right. That tells you how to acquire the voice of God, basically. By reading what? The scriptures, the, scriptures. the word. So that's also in the roundabout way. Jesus, I see you. Because basically God was saying if a person comes to you telling you that I have a word from the Lord for you, mainly he pretty much told us that we should be able to take that word that that person said, write it down. And we're supposed to line it up with the scriptures. If what that person is telling you is not holding weight to what the word of God says, somebody lying and we know it ain't God. Mm-hmm. So 
that's why reading the word is so important. How do you feel about that, friend? Because you know, sometimes people come real quick. God told me to tell you this. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. Right. Got you. Okay. I, I mean, basically what you just said. Like, I mean, every like, like I said earlier, um, there's like examples. Like, we're not the only ones who who's going through something or like who's going through a situation or whatever the case may be. So if somebody's telling you something that's opposite of what the word says, then mm-hmm. clearly that's not from God. So like, and God will give you confirmation of the things that people say. So it's not like, like, cause he already understands, like I mistrust the people and he already mm-hmm. understands like how some people like operate and stuff like that. So if he tells you something through a prophet, like he will confirm it, like you'll see it. Or if he tells you something through a dream, he'll confirm it. Like you'll see it. Like you will, you don't like, all you have to do is like sit still and like wait for him to show you that thing or be patient in what you're waiting on him to show you because mm-hmm. If you like try to rush it or you try to like do something else, then you'll miss it. But he'll definitely give you that confirmation. Yeah, yeah, def- he definitely will. God, all you got to do is write. Like I received a word from somebody um, today. Actually, it was like a three part word. And normally, you know how when you were like first a babe in Christ and when a prophet tell you something, you hang on the word of prophets or whatever case it be. Mm-hmm. But I sit back and I actually be, let me listen to what you're saying. <laughs> Like, um, and the things that they said, it wasn't like, wasn't horrible things, but I wrote it down anyway. I dated it and I uh, wrote the three things out that they actually gave. And so now I just sit back and I, and I wait because one, one thing about it, the test of time is going to tell you, um, if that said thing was, you know, based life and say, you just have to sit back and not, not, not to have faith in that situation because, it wasn't a word that was sent to condemn. It was very uh, uplifting word in all three of those ways. But even with that, you still have to be like, okay, is this still from the Lord? So with mm-hmm. that, I mean, all I do is sit back. I'm not going to just debunk it, but I'm just going to be like, okay, God, I'm writing this down. So I'm going to sit back and see if these things come into fruition. Because if so, I know that you're going to bring them about if it's for me and it's going to prove that the prophet was true. Mm-hmm. And that's like basically how you do the situation. You sit back and you 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 test the spirit to see what spirit is operating behind a person. I mm-hmm. mean, the Bible don't say test the spirit by the spirit. It doesn't say that. They test the spirit to see the spirit behind a person. Paraphrasing, of course. But definitely find that, word, that scripture in the Bible and read on it because it does tell you that. Don't just be so quick to follow every word of a prophet, of a minister, of a teacher, of a preacher, or whatever the case may be. But you're supposed to go back yourself and to be taking it before the Lord. And, and God, if you ask him, he will give. You want him to, like, God, excuse me, help me to understand this? I promise you, God will bring you confirmation. It might be by way of somebody else that might be saying the same thing that that pastor is saying. Or it might be by way of um a, a prophet or a dream or however God chooses to confirm that with you. I promise you he will do it. And yeah, please don't look at it to like, oh, it got to be in my time and Lord. No, God does it whatever he sees fit to do it because his timing mm-hmm. is always perfect. Okay. Um, also, the fourth one is God's word is totally sufficient for all our needs. We don't need anything else. In 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, it reads, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. We Christians can be totally secure in the Lord by studying the Bible because it is God's plan for our life. So 
true. God's word is totally sufficient for all our needs. It goes back to what we were saying earlier. Every situation that you're dealing with or whatever you may be going through, you can find it in the word of God. You really don't truly need anything else. Like it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, just like we were talking about earlier, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It is mm-hmm. profitable for it. So whatever you are going through, whether you want to know how to take better care of your money, how to be a better husband or be a better wife, how to treat your kids better, how to be a better coworker, how to be a better person with, with, with great character, you know, for you to not be so anxious and for you to not, you know, be so impatient. All of that is in the word of God. Mm-hmm. All of it. And the fifth one, the word of God will accomplish what it promises. We see that from the book of Genesis through Abraham. We are literally like proofs right now of the prophecy that God gave or the promise God gave to Abraham. Like he will be the father of many. Father Abraham had many sons. And many sons said, Father Abraham, I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right arm, left arm. Listen, we are dead. So it goes it, it goes to show that God's word is true. And there's so many other prophecies that came um after that. Like God, Hannah wanted a child. God promised, look what was delivered. A child. Like mm-hmm. So many promises. God promised Sarah that she would have a child. Look what was produced. A child, Isaac. God has had so many promises. It's so many promises in the word of God. So many, y'all. So many. So it just goes to show if God said it, you believe it. The problem is. If he said it, you believe it. Hey. You're man of your word. Okay. But (laughs) if he said it. You believe it, like friends say it. I it's gonna come to pass. It doesn't happen when you want it to. Okay. And that's the problem, friend. We get so impatient. It's really be our impatience for real. I do. <sighs> I do too, friend. I feel bad. I mean, I know you do. I, oh, listen, I know you do. Listen, let me tell you, I have experienced it full hand in this season. <laughs> I'm in, in my life. My God, <laughs> Jesus, be a thing. Mama live five minutes away. That's all I'm saying. Like a dog with a bone. Goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Like, friend, listen. Friend, hold on to something. My golly gee. Right? So, God, where it does accomplish what it promises, it really does. Like, all you got to do is just to, like, to hang on. Because if God tell you something will happen and you wait, keyword, and you wait, it will happen. In Isaiah 55, 11, it says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. God sent his word to accomplish his perfect will in our lives. If God makes a promise to you, he will fulfill it in his own time. There are so many promises given to us in the Bible. These promises reassure us and bring comfort to our lives and in times of trial. I challenge you to take time to study the word of God. The Lord will show you wonderful things that will change your life. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
that's the reasons to to study the word of God. And then also, if you're a person just like, well, you know what? I don't really know um, where to start. I don't really know what to do. I, I don't really want to do it, you know, by myself. Then there's study groups is out there. Pray and tell God to guide you to a church, a community that will love on you, that is preaching the true doctrine, the true gospel, the true word of God, and that it has a wonderful community. It has a Bible study group where you can dive um, deep into Bible study with others because it's benefits to studying with others. Like it follows Jesus' example because Jesus' example was community. I mean, he had 12 disciples around him throughout a good majority of his his ministry especially in his 30 so it also directs us in wisdom like it's good to have people that's in your corner and those who also believe in the true doctrine of of god because in the word of god tells us that iron sharpens iron and you need those people in your life that's going to be able to keep you sharpened right like it, it it has everything that we actually need and God will bring you to the people that you need to be able to help keep you falling in line of seeking God's wisdom through his word. Also, Bible studying with others, it creates meaningful connections. It allows for you to get out of your comfort zone. Or if you are an introverted person, it allows for you to be getting out of being so introverted and start to build community and build relationships with other people and build those connections by way of learning about others, learning and listening to other people and their downfalls and their uprising and, and how God has worked through their lives. And it, it helps you to build like that relationship, not just with God, but also with others. And it says when well, we were made to be dependent on God first, but also on one another. That's why God places us on this earth. That's why he tells us that we should bear the infirmities of the week. How can you bear the infirmities of the week of your brothers and your sisters if you don't even have a community of brothers and sisters? True. Also, it provides necessary encouragement. Sometimes you get low. Down on my little baby. <laughs> I play too much. But seriously, though. Like, I encourage friends, and friend encourage me. I'm pretty sure she'll say, I preach at her. You know, I don't be meaning to. But <laughs> I do encourage her, though. You do encourage me. There's you encouragement me in there. Wow. It's in there. You encourage me to knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> knucklehead, then- sorry. Knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Stomp the Yard is hilarious. Anyways. <laughs> Um, it keeps us accountable. You, of course, ain't fit to reprimand yourself all the time. Okay. Cause no one wants to beat themselves up. So having people in your corner, that's like really, truly with your best interest at heart, that really believe in you, that really wants to help sharpen you and really like want to correct you out of love and not out of condemnation. You need those people in your life to help keep you accountable. And then also it helps transform our families, workplaces, and communities. Like reading the word of God with other people, it does help you transform your families because, I mean, it allows for you to help to understand people a whole lot more, even if you're not doing Bible study with your family. (laughs) You felt that strong. I did. Listen, I've got a whole new revelation about people from that Bible I have. You ain't. Like, oh, okay, God. I'm just be looking like I gotta be patient with them. Yes, Shamik. Okay. (laughs) And then it help you with your workplaces too. It does. Mm -hmm. My God. And communities, dealing whether it be a church community or your actual community of the place that you you live at. So it's it's completely 
a tool to transform your life in every way. It helps you by bringing you so much peace. I promise you. So reading the word of God is very detrimental to your walk in Christ. It is like, it is very, well, not detrimental. That's not the word I'm looking for. I'm sorry, friend. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's pivotal. 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 It's very pivotal. I'm sorry. I'm talking about detrimental. Y'all help me. Very pivotal to your walk with Christ. You need a nap. I do. I'm sleepy. Y'all, it's been a long day. But very pivotal to your own walk with Christ because, I mean, it can definitely change the trajectory of your life. I promise Mm -hmm. you, it can. Like, if it was going in a downward hill, downward spiral motion there, like, it can definitely change the trajectory of your life by you diving deep into the word of God and leaning on what his word says and to know that if he promised you it, it shall come to pass. So mm-hmm. I thank you guys for joining in with us. If you guys are looking for Bible study tools, um, you can check out coffee. It's a channel on YouTube called coffee and Bible time. I love mm-hmm. watching um, them. They have great Bible study tips. And then also um, friend, she has a millennial Christian guy blog. And I feel like it would be a great um, blog post friend of you telling them about um, Bible tips and different stuff, but like them helping to I study the word of God. Oh yeah, she do. <laughs> so check it out, y'all. Y'all listen. I'm sleepy. She sure do. Yeah, friend, you have written a lot though. Okay, I have. Listen, we'll <laughs> talk about that later, child. You I didn't know how much. I didn't know how much I had wrote. It's kind of <laughs> hard to remember them, sis. But then you said I was like in my mind just then. Before I was like, I think she did it, but <laughs> she got one, y'all. But she had written a lot, so I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes it's hard to remember them. But anywho, please go to Millennial Christian, um, the Millennial Christian, um, God.com and to check out her blog. Okay. Like she has a blog post that tells you about um, Bible study tips and that can help you and transform you on your walk with getting to know Christ a little more. But it starts with you by taking the first step. Go buy you a Bible if you don't have one. Like friend said, get you a translation that you understand. You got New King James, you got NLT, you got NIV, you got CSB. It's a lot. It's a whole bunch of y'all. So check first pray and say god guide me to the one that you want me to have yes pray before everything everything okay Okay. pray before you go to the bookstore yes pray that god leads you to the right place to buy the bible from pray that he leads you to the right bible yes pray that you know you can be able to you know find the tools that you need if you need highlighters Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be bookmarks whatever it is always pray Pray about everything. Always. Pray Always. about everything. Right. That's, that's scripture. Yeah, pray without ceasing. What to say? You do pray without ceasing. So I always pray. I always keep God first. I thank you guys for joining us. We thank the lovely Miss uh, Kayla. Thank you guys for having me again. She has basically become the co-host, y'all, of the fifth and one for major. Honestly, I know y'all be tired of him. (laughs) Not really, y'all, but I be tired of him, my friend. But anyway, okay, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's that flesh. You see what that flesh do? What that flesh sneaky? I see how Satan got Eve. What sneak on in there? But I thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank y'all so much. I love you guys. Remember, you're one. You're awesome. You are amazing. But most importantly, you are fearfully and wonderfully, wonderfully made. made. Until next time, Slump Flowers. Bye. Bye. Mwah.